It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Bigfoot Society. In this episode, I talked to Roman about his multiple encounters with Bigfoot over the years in the Stevens Creek area of Edgefield County, South Carolina. If you've experienced something similar to what Roman did or have more information regarding Bigfoot or other cryptids in the same area, please reach out to me immediately after this episode. Remember, your encounter could be the key to unlocking this mystery once and for all. Please reach out to me today using the email bigfootsociety at gmail.com. All right, Bigfoot Society, got the privilege of talking to Roman tonight. Roman reached out to me and wanted to share some interesting things that he's encountered over the years. How's it going tonight, Roman? It's going pretty good. Jeremiah, how are you doing? Oh man, it's been a wild and cold time in Iowa, but uh, I just, I get through every day so I can talk to someone about Bigfoot. <laughs> it's been 20, yeah, 20 it's below. Cold down here too. <laughs> yeah, we're at like 20 degrees and that's bad enough for me. Oh man. Hey, I say we get right on into it and okay. we'll see where the conversation leads, but I'm just going to let you go ahead and take the floor, Roman, and share what you've experienced over the years. Okay. I grew up in Edgefield uh, County, South Carolina, and, uh, and I lived there my whole life. From the day I was born, I'm 51 years old now. I was born, had a, I got two sisters. Uh, I was the youngest, two older sisters, and I was raised. Yeah, we sat down at the dinner table and ate dinner every night as a family. Went to church every Sunday. I had my dad was he was a hard worker. He taught me growing up to do right and, and work hard, and that's just the way it was. I had, I had the best mom and dad, a man you'll ever wish for. But uh, we grew up, I grew up right there on Stevens Creek. It's Stevens Creek, when you think of a creek, you normally you think of something small, but Stevens Creek's more of a reservoir. It's, it, it backs in, it's, it's a reservoir off the Savannah River. When I say creek, people run bass boats, pontoon boats in it. They've got boat houses. Uh, our place, my dad's place, is right there on Marktown Road, and it goes all the way back to Stevens Creek. And we got a, like a road that goes down a big hill, and when you get down to the bottom of the hill, we got like a big covered dock that's got a roof on it, and take a left and go up the creek. And we got a couple other docks right there on the water. We keep it pretty nice down there. And a lot of people come there fishing and stuff. After my actual encounter, my sighting started doing some research listen to other people's stories, start listening to your show and listen to other people tell their, how their encounters went down. And after that, I started thinking back all these things that had, had happened to me when I was younger. And that's where I like to start out at. Let's go back to when I was 18 years old. Everything out here is pretty, you know, it's 
there's houses in far in, in between few, across, across the street, maybe a couple of like smaller subdivisions where every house had an acreage. But on our side of the road, it's mainly bigger acreage. So you have one person lives here, it'd be 20, 30 acres. This person lives here, 20, 30 acres. So it's pretty spread out. And when you get down to the creek, across the creek was mostly farmland and stuff like that. It still is that way on our side. You got across the street. It's, now it's got a couple of subdivisions and stuff like that. But anyway, I was I'd met a girl over there, and we started dating. And by the time for about a couple of years, and she ended up getting pregnant. I was, I was seventeen when she got pregnant, and she ended up we had the baby, and it was tough being that young of a dad. And going, I turned eighteen. By my son, I guess he was about six, seven months old. I had been over there at night. Then he was, I think, having a little trouble sleeping. And so I ended up falling asleep in her bed while we were putting him to sleep. I ended up waking up like one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I got to go home. And I had walked over there that night. So when I left her house, you walk down this like long, big hill. And you got a couple of houses on the right, left. And there's a shorter cut that you can take and take a right. And it goes down this big hill. And it's got real dark, and it's got a couple of graves in the woods, like from the 1800s. So I'm thinking, man, I said, I ain't walking down that way. I said, I'd rather walk all the way to the Martintown Road and, and go the long way than walk down that much spooky way. So <laughs> anyway, I get down to Martintown Road, and I'm, I take a right, and I'm walking up toward my um, parents' house, and I hear something off in the woods. And back then, I was like an avid deer hunter. I, I lived for it. I, I love the deer hunt. And I'm thinking... Man, I bet that's a deer coming this way. So I squat down in the road, just trying to lay low, thinking the deer might come up to the road and then walk on out. As I'm sitting there, all of a sudden, you just, I just heard this, this thing started coming at me. Just, I mean, here limbs ripping off trees, limbs snapping and breaking. And I stood up, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a bear. So I just took off running as fast as I could run. And this thing came up. Instead of coming up to the road, it, there's a like a ditch line, like the power line that runs down the side of the road. And you know how those things are. This thing was just nothing but like blackberry vines and briar bushes. And this thing's just plowing through it. I'm running, on, I'm running on the highway up on the on the hill, and it's down in that ditch, just running just through the briars. And I get all the way to my parents' driveway, which is as fast as I've ever run in my life. And I stop just for a second. I and I hear it. You're still real deep hush. It's, breathing so i take back off run up about 100 after i get my parents got like some real big brick interest gates as soon as you get to the driveway there's about 100 or more yards up to the house from there so i took back off again and and opened the screen door i was about to try to shut myself in between the screen door and the regular door and beating on the door and they finally came let me in i'm like no oh, but they're chasing the road today and anyway so now after knowing what i know now i don't think that was a bear because I'm listening to the stories that bear don't normally just go and just start, you know, snatching limbs down off trees. And I don't think they do anyway, <laughs> but as much ruckus as that thing was making, I could have turned back and looked when I was running, but I figured if I turned my head while I was trying to run, it would slow me down. I was trying to just make sure I had all, all thing I wanted to do is, is make sure I was running as fast as I could run. <laughs> but anyway, we're going we'll forward on up to the, up to the actual siding. Anyway, like I said, each property is divided 20, 30 acres, and then next property over 20, 30 acres. And then you had the, my neighbor to our right-hand side. Now he lived about 
halfway up on the right, and then his sister lived all the way at the back. She had a trailer back there on the at the top of the hill, right. Before way it is it's pretty flat and you know until you get back to where the creek is and once you get toward the creek about 100 yards before you get the creek it's a big hill going that goes downhill and she lived right there at the top of the hill on the right hand side you know on their property and her name was betsy just she's a good old just good lady but a tough old uh, lady too man and uh, anyway she don't come up to me she's come up to me a couple times and she said roman she said, there's a there's a big foot down there and i just blew it off i thought she was a little crazy on that one. And then a few months later, she came back to me. She said, Roman, she had a 357 vacuum in her hand. She said, Roman, there's a Bigfoot down there. She said, uh, I was sleeping last night and I woke up. She said, and something walked by my window. And she said, my window is eight feet off the ground. She said, I'm going to go down there. And she said, this thing's living in some cave down there somewhere. <laughs> and she said, I'm, I'm going to go there and I'm going to shoot that thing. <laughs> I said, basically, I said, there ain't, I said, there ain't no Bigfoot down there, you know. And I've never, ever, not one single time, whole time with everything going on never thought bigfoot never i believe i've always believed in bigfoot but uh, i didn't think there were any bigfoot around here i thought they were all way off somewhere in california or somewhere like that in like the national forest and the big the big national forest and stuff like that but anyway so let's go on to the day i had my sighting down on the creek i spent a lot of, i spent a lot of time down there that's like my salvation there I just, it's so beautiful and, and quiet and that's where i go to think and you know when i got things in my mind and also i have a little outcrop down there it's got a lot of minerals and a little bit of copper and a little bit of gold in it so i get in there and, and i like to get there and dig and and get my rocks and there, there's gemstones it's volcanic so it's i get find all kind of crystals and stuff in the rocks so that's just fun for me get in there and just be in the woods and there's times i've gone in there at one o'clock in the morning nothing about and this is like deep woods i'm talking about like it's swampy down there so even at one o'clock in the morning i get in there by myself and no problem I, mean, I, I wasn't wasn't scared i'd always hear things when things walking in and making these weird noises but never thought one single time it was a big foot or anything like that one one afternoon i'm coming up i've been in there my whole digging and then, starting to get it's not dark yet it's, it's starting to get dark so i have my buckets and i come on up the hill and when i get about three quarters of the way up the hill i stop and i'm taking like a little rest because i'm bucket of rocks are heavy so i can only get so many yards and then i set it down and take a break and get so many yards but the last time i set it down i'm sitting there for a second and i started smelling it smelled like a skunk I'm sitting there looking around. I said, "Man, here's a skunk right here." I said, "Man, it's got it's got to be like right here." It felt like it was like under my feet. That's how strong it was. And I'm looking around, and about time, about this time, I heard wow, you know, just damn loud holler. I didn't even have to look yet, and because the first thing that popped in my head was the skunk smell. Betsy saying that it was Bigfoot down there, and I don't know. Somewhere during my lifetime, I, just, I lost fear. I just I don't have I just don't have it. I think when I heard the things holler for the first time, I actually just had a almost like a smiling smirk, smirk on my face, meaning thinking, you got to be kidding me. It was, don't get me wrong. It, it was, I had the initial shock and the shock of it because it was, because I'm, I got something right here hollering. If it ain't supposed to, it's not just, don't think you'd ever run into anything like that in your life. And it's sitting over there, it's behind, it's behind this uh, holly tree, real thick holly tree. And it's just, I mean, you can see it's just waving its arms and it's, and it's just sitting there just steady, just screaming, screaming at me. And 
I'm thinking somebody is messing with me, you know. But on the thing with that, I don't really hang out with anybody. I'm, I'm real, you know, I, don't, I have a few friends, you know, I don't really hang out with that many people. And most people that I hang out with and know me, you know, wouldn't do anything like that. Plus, everybody knows normally I always got like a pistol on me, you know. So, I mean, that'd be dangerous to play a prank like that. But I'm still thinking possibility. It's sitting there yelling. And, and so, I figure I'm going to say something funny or stupid as do. There's somebody messing with me, they're going to laugh. So I said, Bigfoot, I said, I ain't got no problem with you. I said, I know this 22 Magnum I got right here in my waist probably wouldn't even phase you. I said, just to let you know. I said, if you come running at me, I said, I'm going to shoot you right in the nuts. <laughs> and they didn't laugh. And everybody laughed. It just, it's, matter of fact, it, just, it dropped down on all fours and it took off about 40 more yards up behind this uh, cedar tree. And that thing, I'm talking about, when it dropped down and took off, I've never seen anything in my life as fast as that thing was. I said, no. Nah. Right then, I knew it was definitely not nobody playing with me. So he got over there behind the cedar tree, and it's sitting there. And it's, I could see, I could never really get a like a good look at its face or anything because it's always behind a bush. But I could, I could see it, I could see it, but just never in detail at one time because of the bushes that was staying behind. But it was sitting there and it started screaming and yelling and just like, like, like that. And I look over at it and I point toward my truck. I said, I'm going to my truck. <laughs> my truck was at the top of the hill and there's like a little circle that when you come in, it goes up and you kind of circle. And I had a point and facing out. It's sitting there and it's just steady yelling and raising hell and waving and just throwing his arms and all over the darn place and shaking the tree that it's standing behind. So I go open my truck door and I shut my door and I don't get, I don't crank it up and, and go to leave or anything. I'm, like I said, I wasn't scared. I was just in shock. And so I'm just sitting there just looking out the window, just facing the hand on the stairwell, just trying to take in what was going on. After, after I got in my truck, it shut up. I didn't say, I didn't hear nothing else. So I'm sitting there. I sat there about 10 minutes and I'm just thinking about it. And all of a sudden, the whole ass end of my truck just just it felt like it dropped down about eight ten inches and just bounced back up. And I looked in my, in my rearview mirror and I, I didn't see anything. And I rolled my window down and looked around to the back of the truck. I didn't see anything. But what got me was I was my truck was a thirty it was a um, Chevrolet Duramax thirty five hundred, and I know I already had a thousand pounds of rocks in the back of it. So for something to be able to Push my truck down eight, ten inches. That thing would have had to weigh a thousand pounds. Got me. I was just three people could have jumped on the back of that truck and not made it squat down two inches. So after it did that, I cranked my truck on up and went ahead and pulled on out of there. But after that encounter, I got to thinking about all these years that everything, a whole bunch of things started making sense to me after that. Is if you knew the crap I went through for three or four years, when I lived in a cabin right there on the at the top of the hill, and when my encounter happened, my house had already burned down. My my house burned down eight years ago. This my my house had been burned down for uh, a while when my encounter actual encounter happened. But while I was living there, man, I'm to my least it, it had to be these Sasquatches that. And they about drove me insane. But then was, I'm thinking the whole time before my encounter that those were like people messing around in my woods. So I'd be out there, uh, I'm talking about, and I'd hear these owl calls. I'm thinking it's people making owl calls. And, and I mean, you could hear people like walking and they walking in, my, in the woods. You know? 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And they're doing these owl calls and stuff. And I'm thinking there's people are trespassing on my place. So, so night after night, I'm out there, man. I, I'm, I'm by this time I don't got you know pissed off, and I'm gonna. I, mean, I just wanted to catch one of these people. All I want to do is just catch one of them. That's all I want to do is find out why in the hell they're on my property. So night after night, I get out there, and I'll be dressing in black and playing all kind of stuff, and I and, and I'd hear them coming up, walking through the woods, and and I'd get down there, you know, and lay down in the leaves and been for hours and hours and it's they always I, I could never figure out why how they always knew where i was i think there's no way they know i'm out here there's no way and they were just like it was always they were always one step ahead of me and i mean for years you i mean you wouldn't believe the time i mean it literally drove me crazy trying to uh catch these people and that uh one night i had a friend of mine come over and he was gonna help me i, I said man we got to catch these folks so Late that night, I had an old flatbed truck out there at the top of the hill, and me and him went and laid under that truck, and I ended up falling asleep. By like 1 o'clock in the morning or so, he nudges me, and he points, and I look up, and I had a tractor sitting on a trailer right there. And I looked, and you could see the silhouette. People like two people standing there, but you couldn't really see them at all because it was, it was so dark out there. And you couldn't see your hand in front of your face, but you look towards the skyline, you could see them like standing there next to each other, moving around, walking around right there. So I told my friend, I said, all right, on the count of three. And I had a like a pump shotgun. It was like an eight-shot pistol grip, Remington. And I think he had one of my other shotgun, a pump shotgun. And, and I didn't want I didn't want to make that much noise. I just wanted to get out and run up. I was going to bust one of them in the head with a put of the shotgun. I just wanted to get one of them. As soon as we jump out, he racks the shotgun, and these things take off. And at the time, I thought it was people. And... And I couldn't even believe how fast they took off. And then there's they ran, went around that loop I was talking about where I was part of that when my counter happened. And there's a goalie on the other side of the driveway. It goes straight down like a four foot drop, and then it drops on down to about twelve feet. And we had had an ice storm like a year before that, so this goalie was full of all these treetops and limbs that had broke off from the ice storm. And uh, man, they, they these two cats just went took off, just barreling down through the. You could hear like them breaking limbs, running through the tree limbs. And I'm thinking, man, we must have really scared the heck out of them dudes. 
they practically killed herself getting away from us. Thinking, but uh, it was always funny to me how fast and how how they were able to just to run like that in the pitch black dark and then run down to, and run through them tree limbs like that. I thought, I mean, they probably killed herself getting away from us. Now that I think about it, I probably wouldn't. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad my buddy did write that shot now because I mean, if I'd have ran that thing and <laughs> hit it in the head, I, I would have had kind of a surprise. After my encounter happened, me and my girlfriend went in there. We were camping there at, at the creek for a week. I think we can stay there and spend some time. My mom, my mom, she passed away a year ago, and my mom, she was every, she was everything to me. I loved her more than anything in this world. We were real close. And I think that's the really the only thing I ever, I really did fear was losing like somebody you love or like my mother. After uh, she died, uh, and I've had to, my dad, he's still around. He's he's eighty six years old, and. I've had to face the fact that that's going to happen. While she was right before she died, we was down there camping out on the creek and just enjoying the creek and going to there house, spending time with my mom. And anyway, we, one night we was walking back up the hill and you could hear something walking in the woods out beside us. And you know, it sounded like it was bipedal too, but it was it was screaming. It sounded like a it sounded just like a woman screaming, like she was just a woman being just murdered. Is what it sounded like. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe. A mountain lion, even though I had seen already seen the Bigfoot, I didn't know that Bigfoot made screams like that before that. But thinking about it now, this thing was breaking limbs and all kind of stuff. A cougar wouldn't do nothing like that. And we don't really have that many cougar around here, but cougar are pretty stealthy animals, I believe. They wouldn't be just breaking limbs and walking that loud in the woods. But it, was, it followed us all the way up the hill. And then you, after you get to the top of the hill, go up a little bit further. And my uncle, he lives right, right in, in the middle. And we got a garden. He's got his big garden. And across from that, we got another big garden right there. that we plant every year. And it always stayed back on the tree line. just where you couldn't see it. And it would sit there just screaming bloody murder. And hell, we got in the house and went to bed. And all night, that thing just walked around and around the house, sitting there screaming like that, you know, half the night. And this went on for a couple of weeks to the point where, you know, we actually Quit staying at the creek. We went up there and started you know, staying at my mother's house. And my mom would come wake me up in the middle of the night and, uh, and be like, Roman, she's that, that thing's that cougar or cat or whatever that thing is. She says out there in the front yard under my window screaming. And I got up and I think she's out there just raising hell. And I, I went and I was look, I get the flashlight and I looked, but it would always be just right inside the trees. You could never, I could never see it. So I went and backed up. We got a bunch of uh, security cameras. So I backed up the security cameras, and I'm looking for maybe a cat or something on there. But at the time, but I could. I remember a couple. There were a couple. I think places on the tape where you could see like a big, like a dark shadow or something back behind the tree. But I was, I was thinking it sounded like more like a cougar because I didn't, like I said, after listening to like your show and, and listening to other people's subscriptions talking about it sounded like a woman screaming. Now I realize that was probably that the Bigfoot there too. And of course, noises being walking around I mean, probably had to be that Sasquatch. But after my mom passed, I quit going in there for a little bit. And here in the last couple of months, I've started going back down to the creek, back to the hole, and I started back digging again about two months ago. Yeah, it's hard for me to get down there for a while and go to even go to my mom's house and just even see my dad, you know, just because of memories. But actually, I think it's still down there because the last couple of times I've been in there digging, about the time it starts getting dark, you start hearing the alcohols and they start going off. And, and, and there, you can tell them different. I used to, I used to 
turkey hunt with Jackie Bledsoe. He was the four-time world champion turkey caller. And one of the things you do in a turkey calling contest is an owl call. But owls, I mean, they're real girth, low girthy. That's what they sound like. And I'm thinking, even when I was out here in the woods trying to catch these people, I was like, man, that's the worst owl call I've ever heard. Them, them big butts must think I am like absolutely insane. They were probably selling tickets still to come watch me out there crawling around out there like an idiot. That's what I feel like now that I know what I know, you know, but that's most of it. Most, uh, you got anything you want to ask me about that? Roman, definitely. I was just letting you go, man. That's some incredible things that you have experienced over the years. You shared a lot of really personal things and I want to thank you for being open enough to share some really personal things besides the Bigfoot interactions. I was thinking about the owl calls. So it sounds like what tipped you off is that the owl call itself was just so ridiculous sounding. Not that it was like yeah, really you, loud. You, yeah, you could tell. Yeah, they were, yeah, but real bad. Definitely went owl. I, I always thought it was a person. I thought there were people on my place doing these owl calls and let them know where each other were. I could never catch them. But now I know that it was probably not a, uh, they probably weren't people. So looking back now, I can one thing. I'm pretty good in the woods. I can I can walk very quiet. I used to when I used to hunt. I used to, I used to hunt most of the time. I was stalking. I walk like so many feet. Stop, and I couldn't figure out by the likes of me. I can never see who it was making all these you know, walking through the woods, making all these calls. And like I said, now it's probably because it wasn't people. So I feel like I, said, I feel like I'm an idiot now, knowing what I know now after my encounter and knowing that. They do uh, alcohols and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Hindsight yeah. is twenty twenty for sure. Yeah. What would you say is the most recent interaction or, or something that you would attribute uh, to Bigfoot? What's the I, most recent thing say, you would say? I would say about two weeks ago when I got down, I was down there digging. And I'm sitting there when I'm in my hole, I'm, I, I have a hammer and a chisel because, you know, it's an outcrop, a rock outcrop. It's uh and I'm sitting there hammering and chiseling away. And then I start, by the time it starts getting dark, you, know, you start hearing these owl calls. There's a, where our place is, there, there's an island that's right across from our place. And the creek goes on both sides of it. And this island's probably about the size of about one and a half football fields. Mm. And it's got just huge trees and just real thick. Even during the wintertime, it's thick. You can't even see in there. And that's where a lot of, some of the calls are coming from. Oh, so, really? Yeah, and I got my, binoc my uh, binoculars, and I was looking, trying to look through there a couple. And I saw uh, a couple of things in there when I was looking through my binoculars that kind of leads me to think that it's, it's a perfect place. Nobody ever goes on this island. Nobody ever goes on this island. What kind of things did you notice through the binoculars? I was looking through my binoculars, and first thing, one thing I always, one thing, I, one of my hobbies was always just like looking to just see how far I could like look through into the woods. You can sit there, you can, and you when you focus in on your with your binoculars, you want to find a gap in the trees, and then you want to try to just take your mind away from everything else around, and you want to just try to focus on that one spot going through just into the, you know, what I'm talking about. Mm. Because in order to focus in on behind it, you had to get out of focus with with the main picture to be able to look deeper and deeper. Sure. But I would I saw some. It looked like a like maybe a head sticking out from behind a tree, but I said it could just be a limb or a bush sticking out beside the tree also. And so I sit there and I just sit there and watch it and watch it, and then it moved. It just be seen it go in toward a tree. That's all. So that's one thing I look for. And then 
after it moved, I, I started looking down. I went over to the next tree, and then I saw it at the next tree right beside it. Okay, and then I sat there and watched it for a while, and then it, it didn't move. And I turned and looked to the uh, right, and then I swung back just to see if it would move. I looked away, and then when I had to look back at it, it wasn't there anymore. Mm. And then I looked down, and I saw it down toward the bottom, lower at the bottom of the tree. So wow. there was definitely some movement going on in there. I, I can't say yet yeah, it was a Sasquatch, but I think it is. Very interesting. You mentioned Betsy. Is Betsy still alive? Yeah, she's still alive. She moved after after that. Yeah, she moved, <laughs> and she was down there all the time. She, I mean, she was for her to come to me and just tell me something like that. She seemed pretty rattled about it. She's pretty upset about it. Betsy's got stories. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Yeah, about I bet it. she does. I bet she does. No, no. I can get older. As a matter of fact, I, I had talked to her sister in law, ex sister in law, the other day, and she had given me Betsy's number because I'd never talked to Betsy after I had to run in with it. So I wanted to call Betsy and tell her, I said, you know what? I, I ran into that thing coming up the hill. So I've been really meaning to, uh, I just I work so much. I, I work all the time, like six, seven days a week. Feel free to to pass on uh, my info if you ever get to talk to her. I would love yeah, to Yeah, I will. I like, I'd love to know a little bit more myself. Now, I think she, if I tell her that, she's probably, she'll probably open up a little bit more after I tell her I had to oh, yeah. actually sing it. Too. You know how people are on that. I didn't tell too many people about this. First thing, about it, I walked up to my dad's house and I wasn't, like I said, I lost my fear factor a long time ago. You know, in order for you to be afraid of something, you have to, like, I don't fear death. I know what's going to happen. And when it's your time, it's your time. Mm. So, and uh, I had a really bad wreck like years and years ago. Was, uh, I was in a, my brand new F-250. I was going up Montana. I had been mudlogging in my Jeep. And I was doing about 85 mile per hour. And I was, my girlfriend at the time, I was talking to her. She, she was mad at me. She kept hanging up on me. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there messing with my phone and I went off shoulder road oh, and I hit a concrete culvert. Head on the concrete culvert. I went in every end over 125 yards down this embankment. I hit eight trees. The truck was, I mean, nothing left of the truck. The roof was so flat, the stand was smashed down through the seat. I mean, phone, everything in that truck was just been destroyed. And I was standing there on the hood of that truck when it stopped without a scratch on me and thinking, what the hell just happened? Wow, you're a lucky and guy. The record driver next day, he was, he was on his hands and knees at my shirt going, You got some kind of purpose. You got some kind of purpose. He said, I've been driving a record for you for 20 years. He said, your trucks are in top 10 and much of story vehicles I've ever seen in my life. He said, you ain't got a stretch on you. Uh, I mean, it was definitely some divine intervention. Went down. Yeah, I shouldn't even be alive. I should have been hammering me. But something, man, I'll, for some whatever reason, it saved my life. That's wild, Roman. People were bringing me, I had people bringing me parts of my truck. Really? Had me autograph it. Oh man! Yeah, like, hey man, would you autograph this for me? I found this tennis ball down at your wreck. Had me a silent tennis ball and any part of my truck they could find laying in the ditch down there. That is so weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, makes you think about each day for sure. Yeah, definitely. But that just made me realize that that when it's your time, it's your time. And right then went my time. So absolutely. I thought I was coming out of the hill and Bigfoot went around there and killed me. <laughs> but it would have been my time. I went out with my boots on. That's for damn sure. That's exactly right. The area you were talking about where you dig for rocks, do you guys have granite in that area? Yeah, we have a whole lot of granite. Really? Yeah, a lot of granite. A lot of quartz, too. There's several gold mines up the road. You okay. got the Dorn Mine, you know, which was in McCormick back in the 1800s, produced a pretty good bit of gold. And I think there's a couple other mines. 
around there. And that outcrop I got, I just happened to just be looking into the goalie one day and I seen a rock formation opening in the, in the clay. And I started digging and man, it was just like orange and green and blue and just wow. every color of the rainbow in this rock. There's a few and people awesome. I've talked to, I don't even think on record, where they've mentioned they they have hypothesis that massive amount of granite could be related to Bigfoot type things. And I think it might even come up in some missing 411 stuff too, but just wanted mm-hmm. to ask you about that. That's very interesting. Well, let me tell about. you, I have, yeah, there's a granite is you know, one of the main rocks we have here. It's, we need to drill your wells and stuff out here. You have to drill through granite to uh, mm-hmm. get your order. But I tell you what, our place out there, out there on the creek, it's got Indian, there's Indian graves. And uh, let me tell you, I've had some serious, anybody that's going to run into a Bigfoot, it was going to be me. Because I've had some serious encounters with some spirits. And when me, one time me and my wife, our, we had like a spirit in our house and she was, it clawed, it clawed her all up right there in front of my ass one, one night. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You mean you saw it? Really? Oh, dear. I sat there and watched it. I was trying to grab her and hold her and protect her. And from it, it was, it was clawed all across her back, everything. I, just, I couldn't even believe it. But we had a guy who stayed there in our place that helped my dad. And he stayed in the camper on the creek. His name was David. And my dad, is, he owns a bunch of properties all over the place and has rental properties. So he helped my dad. He was like his handyman. And he stayed on that camper, and my dad provided him a little place to stay down there. And he liked to drink a lot. And one night, he drank a little too much, and I guess he had maybe fallen in the creek, and he drowned in the creek. Mm. And uh, anyway, years later, me and my girl, I was thinking at the time, we were upstairs. I had a big sliding glass door going out onto a balcony right there at my house. And I looked out the glass, and I said, man, there's David. I said, he's standing next to something. Some, like, I could see him and some other guy with a long beard. He was real white face and David's skin was green. And she said, yeah, she said, he's waving at you right now. And about the time he, that she said that, he was throwing his hand up waving at me. I said, Darren, you can see him too? She said, yeah. But yeah, plain as day. He's been dead for 15 years and he's sitting there waving at me. And she saw it. No, she said he's waving at you. But I used to see ghosts in there, all kinds of spirits all the time down there. And one night, hell, it was it's been, this has been about eight years ago. We was out there, and, and man, there was like, my dogs were like chasing something all around in the woods, whatever. It was like hauling blood because my dogs, man, it, it was just playing with my dogs. And we looked up, and this big UFO came up. It was like real bright, just elongated, and just, it's just one solid, just bright, bright light came easing over the trees. And then another one came flying up like real fast behind it. Right when it got up to it, it, it stopped. And then both of them just eased on real slow, one right behind the other. That was like creepy. And, the, and then at the same time, my dogs are just, three of them are just, just being run ragged through the woods, just chasing something that they can't catch. And that was a, that was a very odd night right there. I've seen UFOs in broad daylight. 
I had I, I had them fly clean. I mean, clean over my head. At least one of them was like a triangle shape, broad daylight. It was maybe three hundred feet above the top of the trees. And then, matter of fact, we were coming in from town and we was in the truck, and you could see it looked like something dropped out, like almost like a portal over close to where my parents' house was. And we seen it fly back and around. So I said, let's turn up here where the fields are and go here to the fields and see if we can see anything. But as soon as we turned up the road, we saw it uh, coming over the top of the trees, and we just stopped the truck right there in the middle of the road and got out, and it flew right over our head. It was, I could tell you every detail on this thing. It was you could see everything on it. And it flew right over her head, didn't make a noise or nothing. I, she had her phone trying to record it. She said her recorder wouldn't work. Mm. Yeah, that was awesome sighting right there. You said that you're in pretty close proximity to some burial grounds? Yeah, there's some Indian burial grounds on, our, on my dad's place. And we got, I got an arrowhead collection, like you wouldn't believe. I got so, oh, arrowhead collection, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got you know, all kind of stuff. You name it, I got it, arrowhead was. How close to the the houses are the the burial grounds? No, I'd say within maybe eighty hundred yards. Oh my goodness, dude! Wow. Yeah, there's, yeah. So there used to be the the main camp was right there or by or our place. If you look at them outward, this would have been seven eight thousand years ago. These Indians. So, oh, there was a there was like an encampment type deal. Was that there was like a main like a village type deal you're saying or yeah up on the flag and then it's, you had the creek down like said said the camps would have been up there on the top of the hills sure any several would put their camps on the on the slopes always on the flats and that's where we find most of the artifacts so you're definitely in the thick of something there you've got so much stuff going on in that one area that you're at and i'm not surprised uh, after finding out that I wanted to talk a little bit about, so that the night when you saw uh, the creature and you yelled at it and then it ran away on all fours. Yeah, it, it didn't run all the way. It just went up about 30 yards and got behind another tree and started yelling some more. Yeah. So the can you describe like what you noticed from the way it was yelling? Was it just a sound yeah. or language or... It was it was more just yelling and it wasn't and it wasn't all ferocious like a lot of people would say it was. It was just it's just raised like it was pissed off. I got to think so maybe it got sprayed by the skunk. <laughs> the smell, I mean, it smelled. That's the way it was acting like it was just like frustrated today because <laughs> it smelled just like a skunk. I'm talking about. Huh. They always people always try to describe how what the smell, how the odor was, but this thing smelled. If you've ever rode by a dead skunk on the mm-hmm. road on the highway. No different than that. It was identical to the smell of dead skunk on the road. Did you notice or can you remember any weird details about what you saw? Yeah, it was it was like a real dark, it was like a chocolate, like a, more like a chocolate cover, color, a dark, real dark brown, black, maybe mixed a little bit. Or it could have had mud on it, on it, but it was real dark. And it had definitely had some long arms. So that's one thing you could see, something just flapping and flying away. Mm. And I can never really tell. I can never really get a good height guess on it because of the way the, the, the terrain is, all the hills, you got dips and all kind of stuff. So where I was standing, I was, I was in the road coming up. So you got like a little three foot bank right there. And then it was like over the hump and behind the, the holly tree right there going, it slopes back down to the right. You get over that little hump and it's behind that big holly tree right there. And then after I said that to it, 
I didn't know if they understood me or what about me shooting it. <laughs> I didn't know where it counts. Yeah. But it's getting a little bit more distance between the, but it ran over behind the, that cedar tree then. And it was sitting there and just, and it gra- it had grabbed a hold of it, you know, and it was like, I guess we sat there with both hands and grabbed a hold of a limb on each side, just sitting there just shaking the tree. And, the, and when it went the other direction and started, uh, uh, really definitely took any fear. And, and the way it was yelling too, it wasn't like real fear. I, I guess it, this could have been a, like a, maybe a juvenile, maybe, because it didn't have the, it didn't sound like it had the lung capacity like some of these, some of the other descriptions, sure. some of what other people say here. And mm-hmm. It sounded like it didn't have that. I didn't feel it when it yelled at me. I think one of, I would have to say, the part that really got me was that it, it ended up following you up to your truck. Oh, yeah. Now, that's, that surprised me. That really did surprise me. And it had to have been that creature because there's nothing else I could have, you know, a 3,500 uh, Duramax, it's got pretty stout suspension on it. Absolutely. And like I said, I already, already had a thousand pounds of rocks in the back of it. So it was already compressed pretty good before it jumped on the back of it. For it to drop down that far, that's what really got my attention right there. Mm-hmm. I said, man, that, that thing is bigger than I thought it was. So it, had to be, it had to be heavy. To, oh, yeah. Definitely, I don't think it jumped on the truck. I think it, because it went down so fast and came back up so quick. If it would have jumped on it, it would have been went down and then hesitated to come up. I think what it did is reached came up and just put his hands on the back of my tailgate because I had a tool body on a body on the back of it. Okay. So it's pretty stout tailgate. There ain't no it's hard steel, solid steel. So I think he just put his hands on the back of the gate and just shoved down on it and that's what it felt like to me. Thinking over the years when it sounds like there's been many times when you've heard things in the woods. Have there ever been times where there was a sound you heard and it, it just it confused you and you were like I this sound shouldn't be yeah. here right now. Yeah, many times uh, we'd be out there, and, and, and I heard this thing one night making this real weird kind of—I don't even know if I can describe, describe it. It was uh, kind of, kind of. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world is that? And it would always do that. It would be there in that ditch down there making that noise, and it was, it was real loud. But it was—I've never heard anything make no noise sound like that. I lived out there, and I sat up countless nights. I, I love to sit outside at night and just listen to mm. the crickets and, and the sounds of just nature. Absolutely. And so my whole life has been sitting outside listening. And when I hear noises like that, I've never heard before. But at the time, I wasn't thinking Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. When Once you get aware that could be an issue in your area, your outlook kind of changes. Have there ever been any sightings of, I don't know if you've ever heard of Dogman before? Like a, a, a creature that kind of has a canine look to it and it's on two legs? No, I know they probably exist, but I had never seen one of those. And by the stories I've heard, I hope I don't. Well, that's, I'm going to, I was going to say, count yourself lucky that they're not in the picture that you know of for sure. That's good. Yeah, that I know of. Yeah. 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 But back then, I was always packing some serious button guns. I always had two or three guns on me, big shotguns. Held my wife. I had a 300 wind mag. I'd always keep on me when I was down there. Now, that's a that's an elephant rifle there. That's a big gun. I killed my first deer with that gun when I was like 11 years old. And that's a, that's bigger than, a little bit bigger than this mag. And I always felt, say, I've been, I brought, I was, you know, 
guns. It was nothing for me when I was like 10 or 11 years old. That's how much times have changed with the kids today and back when I was a kid. Mm. I could walk outside with a 38 stud nose when I was 10, 11 years old. Oh, tell my wow. parents I was in target practice and oh, they didn't think nothing about it. You know? but these days, man, this kid walks out with a 10 year old walks out with a gun. You better tackle his ass. Yeah, it's a little bit different, unfortunately. I'm guessing, <laughs> what was that back in the probably 80s or 90s or? Yeah, I was born in 72, so that'd be in, okay. uh, yeah, about early 80s. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a whole different time for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Roman, it, you got some weird stuff going on in your area, man. And I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's letting up either, to be honest. No, I tell, you, I tell you what, I talked to some other people too, and they said that they got some stuff going on in their place too. And they own a lot of several hundred acres, and they said they found some like little teepees and stuff like that on their place. Really? And uh, there's a lot, there's a whole lot of still, there's a, national, a lot of national forest and the, like bike, they turn it and turn them in, into bike trails now. So okay. it's used to be like game management hunting. Now they're like bicycle trails through the woods. And it's back behind where on our side, man, it's still nothing but people. They own hundreds and hundreds of acres of land. They're not selling it. Mm -hmm. They don't want it to be developed. And I yes. like it that way. Yeah. Myself as well. It's, we gotta, we can't lose all the land. It's just, it doesn't That's make right. sense. That's actually and something I, I, I was going to ask you is, have you talked to your neighbors? And it sounds like you're starting to talk to them, which is good. Yeah. Now the ones that were, that Betsy, I didn't really get along with her brother, which is Tony. He used to want to ask, he died here just a few months ago, matter of fact. And his son, his son, now he's got a camper down there. He just moved him a camper in within the last six, about six months ago. And he's been standing there a little bit. And I asked him about this. He'd be hearing, he said, yeah, I've been, he's, I've been hearing some weird stuff down there. I said, hey, man, that's, a, said, that's Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's not, that doesn't sound like a good time, but you got to do what you got to do. Feel free to, if you're ever talking to anyone, always feel free to pass on my information. I always love talking to people, but Roman, I'm so glad that you reached out to me. This has been yeah, man. an incredible conversation yeah. and uh, I'm just blown away by your area. It's been a, it's been a fun yeah, chat. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I enjoy your show, man. As a, like I said, it's what made me decide to come on out and talk about it. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. My, my dad told me, he said, we didn't quit smoking that stuff. I said, man, I don't smoke anything, dad. Oh, <laughs> like, stuff. I think I'm crazy as hell. Oh, that's funny. I'm, I'll let you go so I don't keep you all night. But, dude, keep looking over your shoulder. But sounds like you've got it under yeah, control. Yeah, I'm going to, like I said, as soon as I find out something, I'll hit you back and let you know what's going on. Fantastic. Uh, good talking to you, Roman. All right, Jeremiah. You have a great night, sir. All right, man, you too. Just want to take a few minutes to say thank you to Roman for coming on the show. And thank you to you, all my listeners, for listening to the podcast. Please take a minute to help out the show by subscribing on YouTube, making sure you hit the bell so you don't miss any notifications, and share the episode on YouTube with a friend. Also, if you're listening to us on a podcast, thank you so much. Make sure that you're subscribed, share the show with a friend. Really, it's all about sharing the show wherever you can. Something I would love to hear, and I've never asked for this before, but if you've ever randomly met another person and you found out that you both listened to the Bigfoot Society, I would love to hear about that. It just sounds like a really funny scenario. I have heard of that happening a few times, but I would love to hear your story as well. So you can email me bigfootsociety at gmail.com. A special thank you to all the 
Bigfoot Society Patreon and YouTube channel members. It's your support that helps keep the show going, and I extremely appreciate it. I'll see you back next time, listeners. New shows on Mondays and Fridays. I'll see you then.